Welcome back once again to Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. So before the end of all things come, so to speak, before calamity strikes, before the rapture occurs of the church, there will be what many call an end time harvest. There will be an end time gathering when God will call his people around. Come close, come close, come close, because something is about to go down. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to be in a part two of the message entitled, Set Your House in Order. It is subtitled, The Gathering. You know, my friends, in these last days, the Lord Jesus Christ is gathering the remnant together. And this is what some call the end time revival. Evil is all through the land. Gross darkness is covering the earth. And the Lord Jesus Christ is bringing his church together. And it's going to spark a revival that's going to send shockwaves throughout the world. We're going to hear about that today and a whole lot more right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Don't forget to join us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'll be so glad to have you. You can watch videos, hear more messages, keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and many other places. We will be so glad to have you. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, The Gathering, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. We believe in confessing the word of God. We believe in confessing God's rich word. All right, uh, Jeremiah 2. We're going to go ahead and pray before we get into it. Jeremiah 2. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this opportunity that you've given us to gather under your word as one family. Father, we ask that you would speak expressly today by your spirit. And Holy Spirit, we know that you are the teacher. And I admit that it's, the answer is not in me, the words are not in me, but it is all in you. So Lord, we ask you to speak, speak, declare your word, teach us, feed us with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I rely on you completely. Have your way in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. 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 The Lord is exhaling and it is our responsibility to inhale. He is exhaling and we are inhaling. Amen. Amen. Let me read to you. Uh, the first we're going to read out of the King James Version of, um, of Jeremiah 2. I'm just going to read just a little bit and then we'll go back into uh, how the Bible reads there um, in, God's, in the God's Word translation. It's very good. I want you to see this. But let's go into King James first. And it says this, Jeremiah 2, verse 1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown. Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the first fruits of his, in, of his increase. All that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, 
that they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are become vain. Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt and led us through the wilderness, through the land of deserts and of uh, pits, through a land of drought and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through and where no man dwelt. And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land and made mine heritage an abomination. The priest said, Where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. Wherefore, I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. For pass over the isles of Chittim and see, and ascend unto Kedar, and consider diligently and see if there be such a thing. Hath a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doeth not profit. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and have hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. Verse 14, is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he spoiled? We'll stop right there. Isn't that thrilling? Amen. That is awesome. Now let me read to you, go into um, God's Word translation, verses 2 and verses 3, because we're going to be spending the majority of our time here as we talk uh, from the subject today of the gathering, the gathering the gathering. And this would be set your house in order, part two. Set your house in order, part two, subtitled the gathering. I want to let you know today of a surety that the Lord Jesus is right now, God Almighty is in the process of gathering. And let me tell you now, you want to be one of the ones that he chooses to gather in. Amen. Before judgment occurs, there will always be a gathering. Let me say that again. Before judgment occurs, before the wrath of God hits, before the Father steps away from a thing and allows the enemy to come in, there will always be of necessity a gathering. This is a prophetic word for the nation, and I pray that you hear this word today. Listen to what the Word of God says here. We're going to focus really today on verses 2 and 3, and then we'll go on to the Lord willing. Be willing. It says this way, um, verse number 2 out of God's Word translation says this, Go and announce to Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, I remember the unfailing loyalty of your youth, the love you had for me as a bride. 
I remember how you followed me into the desert, into a land that could not, that uh, couldn't be farmed. Israel was set, verse three, Israel was set apart for the Lord. It was the best part of a harvest. All who devoured it became guilty and disaster struck them, declares the Lord. Now, what I wanna show you today is Jeremiah is prophesying, he's declaring the word of God to the Old Testament church, Israel. And what happens with the Old Testament church is also something that is happening now today with the New Testament church. This was a shadow that took place uh, there in the book of Jeremiah. And the Lord is also dealing with us in the same manner now. It's not a shadow now, it's the full-fledged thing now that is about to come. Are you hearing? Amen. We are the last, we are possibly the very last generation. These are the last days. Are you hearing? Amen. So before the end of all things come, so to speak, before calamity strikes, before the rapture occurs of the church, there will be what many call an end time harvest. There will be an end time gathering when God will call his people around, come close, come close, come close, because something is about to go down. Are you hearing? Now, this is something that is also innate, that is inside of us. When we know, when you parents know that there is something dangerous that is about to come, let's say, in the neighborhood, when you've heard that maybe there were some coyotes loose in the neighborhood, and then you see your children, um, they're in the yard, they're playing with the balls or whatever, they're having a great time, but you have just heard and you are sure that there is danger in the neighborhood. Your first instinct will not be, y'all go further out there. Go further out. Go further out. You're not far enough, Bobby. Go further. Go further. Go further. No. When there is danger, your first instinct is to do what? To gather them in. Pull them in. Because you instinctively know to keep your family, keep your loved ones, even keep your possessions close to you. If tomorrow you learn, if tomorrow you learn that the banking system was going to uh, collapse, would you open up new accounts to put more money in further? No. Or would you gather all of your finances in, get a Ziploc bag maybe, and put them under your mattress? Are you hearing? If you have that much sense, if we have that much sense, don't you understand that the Father has even more than you and I? Amen. There will be an end time gathering. And you're going to find this to be true. And I'll give you a few examples of this in the word of God today. And then we'll go on further. For your convenience, we put, I put some scriptures on the screen, but not all will be there on the screen. So you just have to go with me. Are you hearing? Matter of fact, turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew, this, is, this won't be on the screen, Matthew 3, verses 11 and 12, let me show you some examples of this gathering, how Jesus Christ himself is doing the gathering. He's doing the gathering. What took place there uh, in the flood of Noah? Did God uh, tell the animals, separate, y'all get on out of here? No. 
He did what? He gathered them all into the ark. And then once all the animals were gathered into the ark, the door was shut and baby, did it rain. Gathering first and then the judgment came. There in the book of Exodus, we saw before the angel of death would pass through the land. God said, everybody, y'all get in, y'all come on into your house. Get on into your house, get a lamb, take that lamb and you roast that lamb, you cook that lamb, you take his blood and you strike it upon the doorposts and the side posts of your, of your home. And now interesting enough, the Lord did not, was not expecting the children to take the blood of the lamb and, and uh, mark the doorposts and side posts of the home. He was not expecting that. He was expecting the head of the household. The head of the household had the responsibility. The priest of the home had the responsibility of applying the blood of the lamb to his house. Why? And to gather his family in. Why? Under the blood. Why? Because judgment was going to pass through the land of Egypt. And I pray that you hear what I'm saying you today. We're not hanging on the chandeliers right now. But this is a word of warning, and I pray that you're understanding what we're saying right now. There will be, and there is already, unless, this, unless our wonderful nation repents, unless our wonderful nation repents, unless this world repents, there will be judgment. Amen. Not in the terms that God has to come down and strike with lightning bolts. No. In the, term, in, in the, in the way of thinking, we can say it this way. God is everything that is good. He is life. He is health. He is peace. He is everything. Everything good. And he is, oh, thank you. Well, let me get two other volunteers. I'm going to show you this. Come on. Let me get two volunteers. Somebody's going to have to be, uh, I'll be God. Praise the Lord. And um, no, we'll let someone else be God. Okay. Uh, someone, someone, uh, all right, James, come on up here since nobody's coming. James, come on up here since nobody's coming. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, all right, well, come on, come on, come on. All right, come on, come on, move quickly. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, James, James. All right, come on up, James, James. All right. All right, one of y'all going to have to be the devil. All right, come on up here. We'll let you be society. We'll let Diane be society. All right, Diane, you face that way, please. All right. Uh, you can be devil. Come on over here, God. <laughs> now, these are not their actual names. <laughs> no one was harmed in this demonstration. <laughs> do not do this at home. Come on over. All right. Diane representing, I'm glad she's in green, representing human society, mankind, God. You hear me? God, society, someone that is playing the devil. I did not call you a devil, brother. Are you hearing? All right. Now, once you notice something already, notice how this person that is playing God, is facing humankind, mankind, and has an arm stretched out, okay, there. Notice how also humankind is facing the one that is playing the devil. Are you hearing? All right. 
The devil wants to get his hands around humankind, wants to, wants to really, use that hand right there, wants to really pull humankind, mankind, okay? But God is there and is not allowing, use your other hand too, is not allowing mankind to fall completely under the power of the enemy. But here's the thing, humankind, on the whole we can see, is not, they are fighting, but they are not fighting the devil, fighting God. Humankind is telling God, we don't want your name on the money anymore. We don't want to say in God we trust. Humankind is saying, we don't want you in our schools either. Our children will not pray in your name. Humankind is fighting and resisting. I want you to try to shrug his hand off, just shrugging God's hands off. But it is God who is holding humankind back Amen. from the enemy. Amen. 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 So the scripture says, God, the spirit of God will not always strive with man. Yes. So as our nation, unfortunately, and some others around the world are continuing to kill the unborn babies, continuing the corruption is continuing over and over and over and constantly telling God we don't want you we don't want you we don't want you sooner or later what has to happen is that the hands of God will have to fall back and when God steps away whatever the enemy wanted to do begins to happen does that make sense to you give them a hand would you Praise the Lord. Thank you for our actors and actresses. Actress. Do you understand? So there comes an end time gathering. Before the stuff hits the fan, there will come an end time gathering. Now I told you, let's go to Matthew 3, Matthew 3, 11. John the Baptist declared this about the Lord Jesus. Matthew 3, verse 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me, talking about who? Jesus Christ. He that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Verse 12, still talking about Jesus. John the Baptist is prophesying about Jesus. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. Talking about the world. And gather his wheat. Gather his wheat into the garner. That is into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff. Judgment with unquenchable fire. He will gather first, and then judgment will fall. You can write this down. I'm just going to read to you Luke 11, verse 23. Or you can flip. I'll give you a moment. Luke 11, verse 23. The Lord Jesus Christ himself declares what he would do. What he would do. Luke 11:23 says this. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scatters. He said, he that gathereth not with me, he that gathereth not with me, meaning that Jesus is doing what? Gathering. gathering. He is gathering. He is gathering. 
Isn't that wonderful? And uh, we can look at another picture uh, there in Matthew. Go back to Matthew 13. Let me show you one more picture. Then we're going to go on further today. There's so much I have to show you, but I pray that, you'll, that you're catching a glimpse uh, of what the Lord is saying even in, the, even in this hour. Luke 13, as the Lord talks about the wheat and the tares, uh, starting here, really we could, um, let's go to the interpretation of the wheat and the tares in verse number 36. It says this, then Jesus sent the multitude away and, um, and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying, declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, uh, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. Say that's talking about us. Oh, y'all didn't say it. So, hmm. The good seed are the children of the, of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. There are only two types. Children of the kingdom of God and the tares are the children of the wicked one, the children of light and the children of darkness. Are you hearing? Listen, the enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. Now listen to verse 40. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it shall be in the end of, the, of this world. Verse 41, the son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall what? Gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity and, and uh, shall cast them into a furnace of fire there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So here in this case, he gathers out the wicked. But also he's talking about the wheat. He's talking about wheat and tares. Obviously he gathers the wheat and takes them into the barns, takes them to where, uh, to their destination. But he gathers the tares, the wicked, the things that the enemy has sown, gather them up and take them into the fire. Isn't that something? Now, also, we could look, don't turn to it, but you can write it down if you want. In Matthew 25, verse 32, the Lord talks about an, an in, another end time gathering, the gathering of nations, the gathering of nations where, when all people will be gathered together in front of him. And at that point, he's going to separate the people, separate those that are gathered uh, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. And he's going to tell the sheep, those that are his children, he's going to say to them, verse 34 tells you, he's going to say to them, come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But to those that are not in his favor, to those that have, have not prepared, he will say to those that do not have the image of Christ, say to those that, that are the goats, he will say to them, depart from me, ye accursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil, and his angels. So there will be an end time gathering where the Lord will say, now here is Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead. And he will be the one that is doing the gathering. There is a gathering. I know that's a movie title. I don't know the movie. You know the movie? I don't know the movie. Let me get back. There is a gathering, an end time gathering. That is occurring right this 
very moment. The worse you see it getting, the darker you see it getting outside. The darker you see it getting, just watch, all you gotta do is watch your news and see people in Walmart, here, here it is the Christmas season, killing each other over an Xbox. You see people, you see gangs of children going around, gangs of teenagers going around and shooting mother's babies as, she, as they're going down the road. Man is becoming more and more violent and violence is increasing. Suicide rates are increasing. More and more you're seeing things beginning to escalate. Why are they beginning to escalate? Because so much of humanity has told God, we don't want you. We don't want you. And he's the one that was holding all of this mess back from us. So in other words, it's like humankind is biting the hand that feeds them. So the Lord will not always strive with man. Out of his mercy and his grace, the judgment has to occur. Are you understanding? There is so much innocent blood that has been spilled in our country, in this world, that still cries out from the earth. So before that falls, the Father will gather. The Father will gather. Before the economy does what it's going to do really badly, before food prices skyrocket and goes up really badly, understand God has a plan for gathering his people. What type of plan could the, could the children of Israel uh, have there in Egypt when God said, I'm going to go through and my judgment is going to um, kill all the firstborn? What would you, what kind, how could you prepare for that? That one of your children is going to die. How could you prepare for that? What could you do? There's no way of preparing for that, of the judgment coming through the land. Only God can give us the method of protection. Only he can give us that, that method of keeping us from the judgment. Are you hearing? I am telling you. Our God is quite orderly. He is love and compassion. He is mercy extreme. Mercy extreme. He is a just, he's a God of mercy and he's also a God of justice. How can he leave the innocent blood, the, the murdered victims, the rape victims, how can he allow that blood to continue to crowd him and he do nothing about it? Are you understanding? So something is coming. And it is not up to the children, parents, to apply the blood to the home. It is up to the heads of the households to take the blood of the lamb, to take that blood, the blood of Christ, and offer it for their household, asking God to cover them physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, in all areas and in all arenas. And I pray that this is your prayer, and I pray that you hear me, my God, I pray you hear the Spirit. It is my prayer that when calamity does strike, that my family will be together. I pray that comes your prayer as well. 
that one is not way off over here, one is not way off over there, and we don't know where the, if, if calamity strikes, guess what? There will be no more cell phones. No way of getting in touch with each other. If calamity strikes, gas is gone through the roof. I pray it is your prayer that when calamity strikes that God will allow you, give you the wisdom and the insight to say, oh, maybe we need to stay home today. Maybe we need to stay home today. You go out, the car won't start. Instead of cursing the car, say, thank you, Lord. What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? Now is not the time to go and play fast and furious with your life. I'm telling you. Praise Jesus. So now is the time to get under the blood of Jesus Christ and serve him fully. As we get back into the book of Jeremiah now. So we get back into the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was telling the nation, this is one, one man against the nation, against the kings, against the princes, against the priests, against the pastors. One man that God had called. The nation was off. He was the voice of one. Jeremiah, the voice of one. The voice of the one true God crying out against the corruption that was in the land. Telling them, judgment is coming. And as we see here, actually, uh, let me get back to Jeremiah, verse number 9, Jeremiah 2, 9. It says, therefore, I will plead with you, said the Lord. Remember, God does not wish that anyone should perish. Amen. Amen. Nobody does not want anybody to perish, but that all come to life and repentance through Christ Jesus. In Jeremiah 2, 9, the Lord said, I will plead with you. I will beg with you. I will plead with your children. Turn to God. Repent, repent, repent. Amen. What was the sin that was happening here? We're going to have to go further, but what was the sin happening here? The Bible says that the Lord, the Bible says that the people of God had forsaken the Lord, forsaken him. And they had carved themselves out cisterns. That could hold no water, broken cisterns. Obviously, this was a time of drought, a time of drought, and they uh, had ceased to depend on God to supply their needs. So they began to lean on technology. They began to lean on, to lean on their own thinking. And they began to decree, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to depend on God. We're going to uh, build cisterns. These holes in the ground may be made of potted clay. And they would also take, um, they would take different roofs of buildings and they would make some type of aqueduct system. And it's like what we call gutters today. And the rain would fall down on those roofs and it would go down the little piping there and end up in the cistern. But this water was cloudy. It was like uh, we could say uh, today, like weak, soapy water, the color of weak, soapy water, really cloudy. God said, you have forsaken me, the fountain, clear water, fresh water. You forsaken me and have hewn you out and have cut out of the earth cisterns. That can hold no water. They are broken waters, broken cisterns that gives you cloudy water with a bad taste. 
understand something. They had turned their backs against God and said, we will no longer come to you. We've got our own thing. God called them a backsliding people. Those people that were resisting the spirit of God during their own things. He said, you've gone out a whoring under every tree. You've forgotten about me. And now you're trying to satisfy your own needs your own way. Understanding, understand something, being thirsty is a need. Praise Jesus. That's a need. So humankind, the Old Testament church, were trying to meet their needs in another way that did not honor God. Cisterns that could hold no water. Cisterns that may have given them temporary, temporary relief. Oh, I've got a desire. I've got an itch. I've got a craving. Cisterns, let me go in and fill my hands and drink this. Cisterns, it may make you make the thirst go away just for a moment, but at the end, it makes your belly hurt because the water is not pure. Are you hearing? Cisterns, and there are many modern day cisterns. Uh, Pornography is a cistern. Drunkenness is a cistern. Drugs is a cistern. You can go through the entire list. This, uh, This is one way of trying to meet a real need, but in a wrong way. Most people that get drunk or on drugs, they're simply trying to get peace. They want a little peace, a little relief from the harsh things of this world. There's nothing wrong with wanting peace, but how are you going about it? You have carved out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so the Lord tells Jeremiah to tell the people, tell them, I see what's been going on. They've been trying to satisfy their own needs with carnal, or rather they've been trying to satisfy the carnal, carnal things of their life, the fleshly things, when, with using something that they've dreamed up, something that man has concocted, all these evil ways to try to meet the need. Yeah. Yeah. Sexuality is a need in the human flesh. Are you hearing? Unless the Lord has given you the gift of celibacy. It is a need in the human flesh. But here again, how does mankind try to fulfill that need? Are you understanding? So these are the devil knows about the need. And he will try desperately to fill the need in another way that does not involve God. And once he can hook the person, hook the individual, once he hooks them, he's got them. And is then the next thing that Amy wants to do was to use that to enslave you. Yes, yes, yes. Sin always comes with a price. Cisterns always come with a price. And its goal is enslavement. It wants to enslave you. It wants to enslave you. So I would say to you, what are your cisterns today? What are your cisterns today? Is money your cistern? You're trying to use money uh, in your life to, or savings account or other things to try to meet the needs and not honor God? What are the cisterns in your life? It's time for us to fill those things in and cry out to the Lord. Because this is the time of gathering. And the Father is calling us with a clarion call. 
He's calling us to come close to him and not to make excuses as to why we've dug this. Somebody ought to be hearing today. As we close here today, let me show you this. In Jeremiah 2, 3, out of the King James Version says this. Understand this, before God sends the judgment, he gathers. He gathers. And the one way that he will gather is to remind us of who we are. And that's what the Lord says through the prophet Jeremiah, reminding the people of who they are in verse number three. He says, Israel was holiness unto me, unto the Lord, and the first fruits of his increase. And I love this next part. All that devoured him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. And that's really talking about that last part there is given to those that are in alignment with the Lord. Because the very last part is talking about a, a covenant, we can say, a covenant of vengeance or retribution. If you're in alignment with the Lord, those that come after you will not be held guiltless. God said, I'm going to get them. He said, those that offend, those that offend you, those that rise up against you, you won't have to fight it. God said, I'll do it. Remember, he said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay He told us not to overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. The moment they rise up against you and he said, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm, do my anointed no harm, do my people no harm, don't you touch them. Why? Because when you do that, you will incur the judgment of God. God said, I will judge them, which frees us to continue to love them. That's why he said when your enemy, when your enemy rather, when your enemy is hungry, feed him. When your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. Why? Because if they have offended you, they are incurring the judgment of God. And don't you understand this? And we'll, we'll have to stop here today. Don't you understand even the reason why the Lord Jesus, when he hung, when he hung on the cross, the reason why he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Understand something, because they had just offended him, God's anointed. And there was wrath. Um, You want to talk about a lightning bolt coming. You've offended him. So Jesus, through his words, had to release that, had to break the bond of that. He had to separate us from the offense. If not, the wrath would have overtaken the planet. So he said, Father, forgive them. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Dad. Hold up. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He had to release them. He had to release us, humankind, of the offense, or the judgment would fall. You understand? This is why the Lord tells us to pray for those, to pray for those that offend you, to pray for those that misuse you, to pray for those that uh, offend you, to pray for them. Why? Because if they have rightfully offended you, there's another hand that is coming to them. Do you understand? So then we go into intercession mode. We go into interceding. Let me give you this example. There There was another man, there was another pastor 
that, um, that I had heard, I mean, you, I mean you, you really can't, that I had heard another gentleman told me, Pastor Stroud, this other pastor said this about you. I said, really? Some evil words. I said, really? I said, okay. Let it go no further. I'm going to pray for him. The words offended me. It hit a little spot. I went, oh, ouch. Really? Oh, I didn't know that he would say something like that. Really? I went into intercession mode. I began to pray. I began to pray for him. Pray for those that offended me. Pray for those that abused. Pray for those that spoke against. I began to pray. Did I call him? No. Did I mention it again to the other? No. Said, don't even mention it any further. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. And I had to see them. I, had to, I saw this particular pastor in another place. And because the offense was still fresh, it was hard for me to reach out when I know what you said. It was hard for me to hug and love when I know what you said. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And I released and I prayed and I released and I prayed. And then the Lord gave me a peace. And then I saw the pastor again at another, at another meeting. And I wondered how I would feel. Now here's a test. And you know what? Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Are you hearing? Yes. The Lord showed me something else because the, the same pastor said, Pastor, can I talk to you for a second? I thought, well, sure. Now he wants to repent. All right, Jesus, that's good. Praise God. But he came to me talking about another pastor. Oh, I see here. I see the pattern. Stop it. Are you understanding? Amen. So what are we saying here? And we're, we're, we're closing. We're closing. What are we saying? Make sure that your family is under the blood. Amen. Now's the time for preparation. Now's the time also for kingdom advancement. We're going to see a lot of things in 14 that we've never seen before. There's a special grace upon the body, upon those that are, are in alignment with the Lord. The scripture says Israel was holiness unto the Lord. Holiness unto the Lord. Now is not the time to be gathering in. Now is not time rather to, to allow excuses to prevail. It's not that time. Are y'all hearing? I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Give Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. 
And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.